Hello, this is Diksha from NewsLaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Thursday, the 21st of October. India recorded over 18,000 cases of COVID-19 and 160 linked deaths in the last 24 hours. The total COVID tally stood at over 3 crore 41 lakh, while the death toll crossed 4 lakh 52,000. The Union Health Ministry said today that the number of COVID vaccines given in the country has hit the 100 crore mark. The government said it will celebrate this at the Red Fort in Delhi today, along with special announcements at railway stations and airports. Monuments would be lit up in the colours of the national flag. The Director-General of the World Health Organization, Antonio Guterres, also congratulated the Prime Minister, health workers and Indians for, in his words, achieving vaccine equity targets and protecting vulnerable populations from COVID-19. Globally, COVID-19 has infected over 24 crore people so far, claiming the lives of over 49 lakh. On Wednesday, the World Health Organization said that the coronavirus pandemic could easily drag on deep into 2022 as poorer countries of the world fail to receive the required vaccines. Meanwhile, the United States Food and Drug Administration approved booster shots of the COVID-19 vaccines by pharma companies Moderna and Johnson & Johnson. The agency also allowed mixing and matching of booster doses. The Associated Press reported that the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention will consult an expert panel this week before finalizing these recommendations. The FDA in September had given authorization for the use of booster shots of the Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine for high-risk adults and those aged 65 and above. The health agency said that the Moderna booster dose should be administered in half the quantity of the dose given during the primary vaccination. As per the FDA, People aged 65 years and above or adults at high risk of severe infection on account of their health conditions or professions can get the Moderna booster shot six months after completing their initial vaccination. On the other hand, the FDA said that the Johnson & Johnson booster shot can be given to all adults at least two months after they have received the primary shot. The Johnson & Johnson vaccine is a single-shot regimen. The Supreme Court said today that though the farmers have a right to protest against the farm laws, they cannot block roads indefinitely. It gave the farmer unions three weeks to respond, posting the matter for hearing on December 7. The Apex Court was hearing a plea filed by a Noida resident, Monica Agarwal, on the delays in daily commute caused due to the road blockage on account of the ongoing farmers' protest. The bench headed by Justice S.K. Call said, and I quote, Farmers have the right to protest, but they cannot keep roads blocked indefinitely. You may have a right to agitate in any manner, but roads should not be blocked like this. People have the right to go on the roads, but it cannot be blocked. Unquote. Farmers have been protesting at the borders of Delhi for over 10 months, demanding the repeal of the three contentious farm laws passed by the Modi government last year. Speaking of the farmer protests, let me give you a tidbit from a primetime show on a television news channel yesterday. Anchor Anjana Om Kashyap on Aajtak's debate show Halla Bol yesterday decided to determine if the former Chief Minister of Punjab, Amrinder Singh, will become a quote-unquote bridge between the protesting farmers and the Modi government. The discussion was based on Singh's comments that he could work with the BJP in the 2022 state elections if the farmer protests get resolved in the interest of the farmers. On this show, straying away from the actual topic of the debate, Panelists crossed all bounds of decency, taking political name-calling to a bizarre level. Congress panelist Charan Singh Sapra called BJP's Sambit Patra gutter Patra, while Patra hit back by calling ex-Congress President Rahul Gandhi a rapist. 
and what gave a national platform to this unsavory exchange a news channel as you might know this is not a rare occurrence on a section of the tv news media which has had a record of giving platform to misleading narratives bigotry and misinformation it has done the same with the farmer protests on multiple occasions but here at news laundry we bring you factual fair and accurate news stories our reporters have been covering the farmer protests from the ground since the very beginning search for the keywords farmer protests on newslaundry.com to check our extensive coverage in the form of videos interviews and ground reports and if you want us to continue bringing you news that is hard facts and not ugly shouting matches go to newslaundry.com today and support our independent journalism hit that red subscribe button on our website to become a subscriber powering our independent journalism takes as low as 300 rupees a month NDTV reported that a narcotics control bureau team arrived at Shahrukh Khan's Mumbai home Mannat today hours after the actor visited his son Aryan Khan in Mumbai's Arthur Road jail as per the officials the NCB team visited Shahrukh Khan's residence to complete paperwork and not for any searches around the same time another team of the anti drugs agency raided the home of actor Ananya Pandey yesterday a special court in Mumbai had denied bail to Aryan Khan who has been in jail for 14 days The court said that his WhatsApp chats appeared to reveal his involvement in illicit drug activities. The order said and I quote, WhatsApp chats prima facie reveal accused Aryan Khan is dealing in illicit drug activities for narcotic substances on a regular basis. Therefore, it cannot be said that Khan is not likely to commit similar offense while on bail. Unquote. It further said that the material placed on record points to a nexus between Aryan Khan and other peddlers. Though no drugs were found on Aryan Khan, The court said that he knew about 6 grams of charas hidden in his friend and co-accused Arbaz Merchant's shoe which amounts to conscious possession. Aryan Khan has now approached the Bombay High Court for bail which will take up his request on Tuesday, October 26. The death toll in Uttarakhand due to rain-related incidents has reached 54. Four days of heavy rains and resulting landslides have left 19 people injured while five remain missing. As per the official incident report of the natural disaster One death was reported on Sunday, 8 people died on Monday and 45 on Tuesday. Of the 54 casualties, 28 were reported in the Nainital district. Relief and rescue operations are being carried out by 17 teams of the National Disaster Response Force. 1300 people stranded at Udham Singh Nagar and Nainital have been rescued so far. The police opened up the Badrinath pilgrimage route for small and light vehicles as weather conditions improved today. Meanwhile, Union Home Minister Amit Shah Uttarakhand Chief Minister Pushkar Singh Dhami and the state's governor retired lieutenant general Gurmeet Singh conducted an aerial survey of the rain affected areas today. An Indian Air Force Mirage 2000 trainer aircraft crashed in Mankabad 8 kilometers away from the Bhind district in Madhya Pradesh this morning. The pilot of the aircraft was injured in the incident. An inquiry has been ordered to ascertain the cause of the accident. The Indian Air Force tweeted and I quote An IAF Mirage 2000 aircraft experienced a technical malfunction during a training sortie in the central sector this morning. The pilot ejected safely. An inquiry has been ordered to ascertain the cause of the accident. Unquote. While speaking to the Indian Express, Bhind Superintendent of Police Manoj Kumar Singh said that it was around 10 a.m. when they learnt of the incident. He added that the pilot of the aircraft was given first aid on site and flown to Gwalior for further treatment. 
Yesterday, a delegation of the Taliban led by Abdul Salam Hanafi, the Deputy Prime Minister of Afghanistan's interim government, met with an Indian delegation led by J.P. Singh, the Joint Secretary of the Pakistan-Afghanistan-Iran Division of the Ministry of External Affairs. This meeting was held in Russia on the sidelines of the Moscow format talks on Afghanistan, which will be attended by delegates from 10 countries, including India, Pakistan and China. The Indian delegation expressed its readiness to provide extensive humanitarian assistance to Afghanistan, which is now ruled by the Taliban. While Taliban spokesperson Zabiullah Mujahid confirmed the talks, there was no official word on the meeting from the Indian government. Mujahid said that the two sides emphasized the need to take into account each other's concerns and thereby improve diplomatic and economic relations. India had its first contact with the Taliban in Doha on August 31. However, today's meeting was the first formal one between the two sides after an interim cabinet was announced by the Taliban last month. The Moscow format consultations were established in 2017 on a six-party consultation mechanism of the special envoys of Russia, Afghanistan, India, Iran, China and Pakistan to address Afghan issues. Khama Press, an Afghan news agency, quoted the country's deputy PM Hanafi as saying, and I quote, Afghanistan's isolation is not in anyone's interests, and this has been proven in the past, unquote. At the meeting, he even urged the United States to unfreeze Afghanistan's central bank reserves, which amount to about 9.4 billion US dollars. On Wednesday, the Kumila police in Bangladesh identified the man who placed a copy of the Quran at a Durga Puja Pandal on October 13, the Dhaka Tribune reported. Bangladesh has witnessed a spell of violence against the Hindus since the rumours of the Quran being desecrated at the Pandal in Kumila district spread through social media. Seven people have died in the violence so far. The police identified the culprit as Iqbal Hussain through the CCTV footage at the Pandal. The police stated that in the video, Hussain was seen taking the Quran to the Pandal and leaving with a mace of the statue of the Hindu god Hanuman. However, he is yet to be arrested. The Kumila police have filed four cases and made 41 arrests in connection with the violence. Out of the 41 arrested people, four are reportedly associated with Hussain. According to Hussain's mother, Amina Begum, Hussain has been a drug addict and suffered from psychological problems since he was stabbed by his neighbours 10 years ago. Bangladesh Home Minister Asaddu Zuman Khan Kamal said that Hussain should soon be arrested. He said, and I quote, He has been changing locations frequently to avoid getting caught. We'll be able to unfold the Kumila incident once he's arrested. Unquote. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.